Welcome to the Low-Key High Vibe Podcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Kylie. We're integrative nutrition health coaches who believe in the power of subtle mindset work to help you live your best and happiest life. On this podcast, we'll discuss different ways to make your mindset work for you. We'll talk realistic approaches to incorporate the mindset work into your life and how these small changes can make a big difference. We'll also share some of our favorite mindset practices and probably a few bad jokes. All right, let's get into it. Hi there. Welcome back to the Low-Key High Vibe Podcast. This is your host, Allie. (laughs) And Kylie. And today we're going to be talking about bioindividuality. And what is that? Let's tell you. So what works for one person might not work for another person. Do you want to jump in, Kylie? Yeah, sure. Whether we're talking about like diets, methods of self-care, ways of moving your body, literally anything and everything, everyone has their own unique approach to it. Everyone has the approach that works for them. There is no such thing as one size fits all and you get to determine what works for you. So we are very excited to dive into this topic today. But first, but first, <laughs> oh, I should have gotten music. I'm planned on it. Da-da-da-da-da. Gratitude. Gratitude. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll take that offline. Yeah, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll work we'll on work that. On It'll that. be so good next week. Yeah, when we finally get gratitude music, it will be epic. So, I will Allie, be so grateful. <laughs> we <yes. laughs> that will be the only thing we're grateful for that week. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Allie. What are you grateful for? Yes. So I am grateful for chocolate because yum, Mm -hmm. Um, family Zoom calls. It's so funny seeing the different generations using technology in a varying degree of success. And then also that my parents are so close to me that I can take walks with them, social distancing walks. That's nice. Yeah. It was nice to do a little walkie, like myself a little walkie. I just love her walks. <laughs> so much too. Um, your turn. All right. So I am grateful for my new soda stream machine. I don't know if it's quite a machine, but um, I love sparkling water. And um, I buy a lot of like LaCroix. Also started to buy a lot of Spindrift. And yes, that team shit adds up. Spindrift is good. <laughs> um so uh for my birthday my husband got me the soda stream machine and it's so cool and I love it <laughs> and my new favorite thing with that is okay so I'll make some sparkling water and then I'll use micelle cbd watermelon mint cbd and Ooh. like a splash of lime juice and it's so good it's my favorite drink that's um, really good and then Second favorite drink is peppermint tea, which is what I'm also grateful for because I'm drinking that now. Um, I feel like I've been drinking a lot less tea because it's been warmer, but like right now at night, it's kind of like nice. Um, Good tea weather. Yes. Um, And then I'm also grateful for books and reading. Like I just, I've I used to take that for granted. Like I, I've always loved books and reading throughout my life. And then I worked at a bookstore and in the publishing industry. And I just kind of like, I always say like it ruined books for me a little bit. But lately I've been getting back into reading and like different books and things like that. And I'm just like feeling like so 
just like inspired by that. Like I started like planning on a, something like I was writing because I got inspired by something I was reading and it just like, it feels good to kind of be back in the flow of that. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. All right. So All right. we should, with when we talk about bioindividuality, we'd like to credit uh, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, IIN, which is where we do our health coaching program, for giving us a name for it. I don't think that they are the ones who came up with it, but for us, it was like our introduction to this concept and like, sometimes there's these things that you kind of just like inherently know, right? And then like, it's just part of your life. And then somebody brings it to your attention and you're like, oh my God, this makes so much sense, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of like what bioindividuality like felt like to me. Yeah, it was like, kind of like the missing piece that you like knew was there and you just were like, yep, that's it. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. And so if you still maybe not getting it so much, we're, here's an analogy that should help you understand. Um, some people are cat people, some people are dog people, and some people are both. And no matter what kind of a person you are, that's okay. You're going to be different than other people, and you're going to be the same as some people. And that's what bioindividuality is. Exactly. It's taking those like different pieces of life and figuring out what works for you and putting together your own unique path. Like, I mean, like in my life, I know that um, for self-care, something I really like to do is like very much take it back to basics and hydrate. Um, And now, like I mentioned before, (laughs) reading, um, like that's definitely a way that I've been self-care. Um, when it comes to like nutrition, like what works for me is definitely like incorporating whole foods, uh, being more plant-based. Um, that's been like really, like my body's been thriving on that lately. Um, but in the same vein, also not, um, depriving myself, myself of anything that I want. Um, that's like, that works for me. Maybe it doesn't work for somebody else, but that's my approach. And when it comes to movement, it's really been about listening to my body because sometimes I, I just, I, I, I can't get myself ready to go for a run or I'm not feeling a workout and that's okay. That's what works for me and that's my journey and that's my bioindividuality. Um, how about you, Allie? How does that come across in your life? Yeah. So both self-care and movement walking, getting outside is my main form. Um, and sometimes I'll try to jog and I'm just not really a jogger. It's like not my thing and it's, it's okay. Um, so really just kind of like being okay with that and realizing that there's other types of exercise that I can do and I don't have to force myself to jog if I really don't like it and that's fine. And then With nutrition, I think I mentioned this on one of our uh, previous episodes, but I really like to have oatmeal in the morning or a sweet breakfast. Um, And that helps me kind of curb my sugar cravings for the rest of the day. Whereas some other people, if maybe if they have a sweet breakfast, then they're going to be craving sweets Mm -hmm. all day. So it's really about knowing your body. And then uh, with movement and exercise, it has to be something that I'm looking forward to or else I'm not going to do it. I know people who are like, oh, I hate the gym, but I have to go because it's my routine. Or like, 
oh, I already paid for the spin class. So I, I should go not I want to go or like, it's, it's fine. But I'm, I personally have to just be like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and then I also like, I'm not personally a fan of like competitive exercises. Um, yeah. And that's just me. Yeah. And I mean, that's both of our lists were, were different. Maybe there's some overlap in some places, but like, that's okay. Like that's, that's our different unique paths. There's no wrong way to do it. If it's, if it feels good to you, I guess maybe you could argue the wrong way to do it is to try to find, follow somebody else's, you know, way of approaching it. But like, as long as it feels good to you, there's no wrong way to do it. Um, And that relates to like what we're like, I mean, Allie and I are both in the same health coaching program right now, and we both gravitated towards different aspects of that. And that's like, just because that's who we are as people, that's our, it's influenced by like our life experience, our like um, interests and, and desires and stuff like that. And that's like, you know, affected how we decided to coach. And um, I think that that's important to point out too. Like that's mm-hmm. um, actually, it reminds me of, I was just talking to uh, my husband about this the other day. We were talking about like, if um, I think JK Rowling said one time, if you gave like another author, like the premise of Harry Potter, right. And had them write it that they would come out with a completely different story than what you know jk rowling did and i think that that like the same it's like that kind of thing applies to life in general right like even if given the same tools and stuff like that everybody's personal experience and um is going to influence how they go forward with it yeah that's very true that's a really good example Thank you. I just realized now like how that relates because I've been talking about like writing and reading lately. So I was like, that's applicable here. Yeah. Nice. Um, what is that called? It's not a transition. Story segue. Not a trans tangent. Tangent. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Good work. Good job. (laughs) Proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So bioindividuality also relates to mindset. So an example that I have, and both of our examples right now are from our husbands, just because we are in quarantine and we spend all day, every day with them. Literally so it's, the time. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be a little more obvious for us to find. Um, but it's also, you can find it in your friendships and family members and coworkers. And just because one way of thinking or approaching works for someone, it might not work for you. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. So I personally am more kind of idealistic and big picture thinking, whereas my husband James is more logical and realistic. So an example of that is we both like hiking and I'm just kind of like, great, let's go hiking. And he, James is more like, okay, like where do you want to go hiking? Is it open? What's the weather going to be like? What's the difficulty of the trail? What's the duration? Like, what time of day should we go? And I'm just like, who cares? Let's just drive somewhere and like figure it out. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, 
and that you know that works <laughs> yeah um, we complement each other yeah opposites and attract. That's, that's true um i think like a similar thing is um you know i am very like a creative thinker i think outside the box um and my husband is very like analytical and fact-driven um like i am I'd like I'm I'm a writer and he's an accountant, so that should give you kind of like a picture of like what to expect here. Um, but neither of us are like wrong. It's it's what works for us. So something that we've been like kind of thinking about and talking about is like somewhere in the near future buying a house. And like I'm here sitting like thinking big about like this giant kitchen island that I want and all the big windows and the light that's gonna come in and the, the backyard where our puppy who will be a dog by that time was running <sighs> around and like all that stuff. Like I have this like huge big picture in my head of what it's gonna be like. And Tom's thinking about like, okay, how are we gonna afford it? What are the taxes on it? It's gonna be like and like at the end of the day we both want the same thing but we are approaching it in a different way and that's similar to like what like Allie and James in their situation is like they both want the same thing they want to go hiking but they have different ways of <laughs> thinking about it and, exactly um along like with that and those things it's important like communication is an important piece of this and understanding how other people operate in order to work better together is super important um, you want to weigh in on that? Yeah. So definitely, especially when communicating, um, with a partner, just really realizing that it's a two way street and you're going to have to meet in the middle sometimes and having an awareness of that differences. And if you are, if you know what type of kind of personality you have, then that's going to help you. So an example of that is someone may prefer texting while someone else prefers to talk on the phone. And there's no right or wrong way, but you know, maybe your mom would prefer well, like happy birthday call instead of a happy birthday text. So in that case, thinking about the other person and what their preferred uh, method of communication is really important. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, and it's it's kind of like having that knowledge is um, I don't know if I've said this on here before, but like knowledge um, knowledge isn't like half the battle. The application of knowledge is so like kind of knowing and and being aware of these things and then applying it and being able to like talk to the other people in your life about that and about these different kinds of communications. Um, mm -hmm. Like going back to the like examples with like our husbands or whatever like we could easily like end up in like kind of like a, a tense moment after either of those things just because we have different approaches but like as like Ali and I are more kind of aware of, of these things and aware of bio-individuality we can kind of step back and realize like okay wait we did, we're just coming at this from two different places we have the same objective here and then we can talk to to these guys and tell them like look we're on the same page here you know it's like yeah it, it helps to just share that information too so that like the like all of the work isn't on you always to like you know meet that other person you're meeting in the middle which I think you mentioned but mm -hmm. just hitting that one home. Nice. Yeah. And there's a lot of personality quizzes out there that can help guide you. Um, as kind of a 
blueprint of how you tend to approach things. Um, there are, and these, uh, one of them is abstainer versus moderator. Um, and the way that works is the abstainer knows that they're kind of more of an all or nothing person. So they'll just stay away from something that may be tempting. Mm -hmm. A moderator is more comfortable with kind of having something there and being able to moderate it. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, I feel like the example that comes to mind and I don't particularly like this example as a, you know, a coach who doesn't, tells people not to restrict anything, but I've, I have heard this one before. It's like somebody with cookies, right? Like an, an abstainer would be like, no, I can't have any, or I'll mm -hmm. eat the whole package of cookies. And a moderator is like, I'm good just having one. And that being said, I really don't think you, you know, you should restrict anything because restriction kind of leads to that all or nothing mindset. But I tend to identify as an all or nothing person in a lot of areas of life, not just like when it comes to food. <laughs> um, so I, I am not a moderator. I really like do better abstaining. I'm kind of like I, I go full force into things sometimes. So like if it's not right for me, I just, just bye. <laughs> That's fair. And I think another example could be like um, watching Netflix, yeah. like if you're on a show and you just want to take a break and get back to work, can you just watch one episode or are you going to end up watching a whole season? Oh my God. I love that so much better than the cookie example. I'm going to use that from now on. Yeah. Hi. Okay. So this is where I am not. So that's, it's funny that you said that because I've been like, like last week I was like on a staycation and I was watching a lot of stuff. Like I watched so many shows. Um, mm -hmm. Side note, the morning show is a really great show with Steve Carell, but I like didn't think I would ever hate Steve Carell, but his character in that show. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you didn't hate him in the office. No. Cause Michael's like kind of like a little bit lovable. Like this guy's just a jackass, like a yeah. horrible person. Um, but it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, so something like that where I'm like, Oh my God, I need to watch more. I need to watch more. I need to know what happens. Like even like sometimes like if I read a mystery novel, like I get so sucked yeah. in where I'm like, I need to know what happens. I cannot stop until I finish this book. And then like all of a sudden the book is done. And I'm like, you know, like I, 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 I can't just like, oh, I'll read a chapter and then stop. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I do try to like find that middle ground somewhere, but I, I have the tendency to lean towards being an abstainer and kind of like, I'm going to take a break from TV for the week because I'm not going to be able to stop at just one or rewatch something I've already seen a thousand times, like The Office. Mm. That's it. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, I find that it depends on my mindset. I am both an abstainer and a moderator. So yeah, I just really have to be in tune and figure out what kind of a mood I'm in and if it's a good idea to start something and see if I can or can't stop. I like that. You're flexible there. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one is like Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies. Um, and I... I should have looked this up before and I've taken that quiz before and I cannot remember what the like the name of like what I am is called but I know that what it is is I do well with external accountability and that's like 
you know, putting it out on social media or like telling Allie that I'm going to do something. And then I feel like I don't want to let Allie, you know, down or the people who follow me on social media down. So I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to do it. Versus like, if I'm, if it's just myself, I have no problem letting myself down. Like that's the, the like my tendencies there. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. And James is the complete opposite. He's like, yeah, if I say I'm going to do something, like I'm going to do it. Like, <laughs> that's it. And I'm just like, well, it's not that easy for me. Yeah. But, and that's, that's yeah. the thing is like realizing like everybody's different. Everybody who you're like talking to, everybody you're interacting with in your life is going to have a different take on this. And it's, it's sometimes like hard to navigate. And I will say like, make sure you're, you know, first and foremost, you're prioritizing your own kind of like needs and mental health there, but also taking into account the, the other people in your life and how maybe they think about things and so on. Exactly. And with these personality quizzes, it's best to use them as guidance and not the roadmap and the rules and laws on how you have to live your life. Mm -hmm. For a lot of these personality quizzes, um, whatever your results are, are your like primary results. Mm -hmm. But then there's also secondary results. If you're in different situations, you're going to act differently. So definitely take them with a grain of salt and don't feel like you have to be one or the other all the time, or you have to change yourself. So you're not one of them. Yeah. It's not something that's finalized. It's just a tool for you to help you figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. So like if you're if you're curious, if you're kind of not sure where to start with, like figuring out your bio-individuality, taking one of these quizzes could help. And there's things like the Enneagram. Um, I wish I paid like more attention to that because I feel like people all the time are like, oh yeah, I'm a two on the Enneagram. You know what, I, you know what I'm like. I think and I'm, like, I'm a six. I think I might be a six too. I don't know. But yeah, so, so I mean, the, the, again, like we don't, we don't put too much stock into these to know, like use these as like the, the roadmap <laughs> to our lives. Yeah. Um, then there are things like human design, um, which is, it's kind of a fun one. It's like, <laughs> like you just need the time you were born and your birthday and stuff like that. It sounds really weird, but I was going through it. And I'm like, holy shit, this is me. They nailed it. They got it. So um I am a manifesting generator in human design. Do you know mm-hmm. what you are? I forget, but I remember it being like exactly me. And I was like, yeah. this is weird. <laughs> right. Yeah. What about Myers-Briggs? Do you know what yours is there? I don't actually know what mine is. I, I don't know. I've taken it before, but I know that I have the feelings one <laughs> instead of it's like feelings versus um, being intuitive. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely like, I act on my feelings. Yeah. Like that. And then there's things too that like, like I, we talked about kind of better understanding your partners. I think we, we kind of want to do an episode like diving into that a little bit, like kind of like mindset and love and relationships and stuff like that. Um, but like the five love languages quiz is really helpful to kind of understand your partners. And it's not just about romantic love too, because I think there's other like types of that quiz. So you can understand the love languages of the people that you're close to. Um, 
but that was really great. And you know, what was interesting there is like, I, my husband and I have taken that and like, we know, like we have, we're, we have different love languages that are our primary ones. And, um, it's, it's interesting because we have kind of learned that we tend to like gravitate towards comforting the other person the way that we want to be comforted. Right. So like, I, I can't remember what my like top love language right now. It might be like words of affirmation or something like that. Um, mm. His might be like touch, like a hug, comforting hug or something like that. Like if he's feeling off, right? So he tends to like, if I'm feeling off, like, you know, go for like the hug and the, the physical thing. Cause that's like what would cheer him up where really, you know, I need that like the confidence boost or the talking to or stuff like that. So it's something that like has brought an awareness to our relationship and how we communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if we've taken, I think I've taken the quiz. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, James and I, um, our primary love languages are different. His is kind of doing things. So like he'll make dinner, he'll do the laundry, he'll do some dishes. And that's his primary way of like showing that he cares for me. Um, like taking care of me kind of. And I also have like the touch and the comfort as my primary love language. So if I'm feeling sad, I'll want to cuddle or I'll want to hug or in the morning if he's sleeping and I'm awake, I'll jump on him and say good morning, (laughs) which he loves so much. It sounds like that, like to just be woken up like that. I'm just so fun. (laughs) So yes, we're different. (laughs) And and that's that's okay. That's like what all of this is about. That like, you know, that I mean, there, there's going to be things in life that you bond with somebody else over, of course, because you're similar in in one way. But you know, like at the end of the day, nobody's path is the same. Life would be mm-hmm. very boring if everything was the same. Exactly. And going back, I know that. You know, sometimes if James doesn't give me a lot of external validation or like we're walking together and he doesn't automatically reach out to hold my hand. Like it's not, I'm not offended by it or anything because that's just not his primary love language. And like, if I hold his hand, he's not going to like pull away and be like, gross. He'll be like, oh, cool. But Mm -hmm. you know, and like when I'm annoying and cuddly, he understands that that's just my way of showing affection. Oh, I love cuddles. I'll cuddle Do you feel the same way about your cats? Any creature? Oh, when they're they're not so accepting of my cuddles. (laughs) Um, yes, and I know they're meowing at me at four a.m. Is you know, that's just their love. Their love language. Their hungry language, which is their love language. That's true. Food is love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That was a that was a good tangent. Yeah. So um, this always also kind of translates into we've talked a lot about communicating with other people, but like also different ways of learning and growing as um, human beings. Like, how does that work for you? Yeah. So I know I'm a very hands-on and visual person. So I need to see something and do it for myself too to be able to really fully understand. Mm -hmm. Um, so if I just like watch a tutorial online or something, that's part of it, but I also need 
me to do it myself so I can learn and kind of get that muscle memory. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think for me, like I have a hard time sitting down and just like focusing on one thing. So when it comes to learning, I like I I think I do better listening to like lectures or podcasts or something like that as I'm like moving around the kitchen or taking a walk. And for me, it just like kind of sticks better that way. And it's just, I think like my mind gets distracted if I'm like sitting there doing nothing, just like looking at a, a computer screen, like that doesn't work. Either that or like, I really have to be taking some serious notes. <laughs> yeah. Gotta take notes. Yeah. Pay yeah. attention. And another, so how can you uh, integrate this into your life is really just determining what works for you. So listen and really pay attention to what you're doing and see if it feels right or not. And you also want to focus on understanding the difference between what's working and what's not working and what is growth and being outside of your comfort zone. Absolutely. So, I, oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, do you want to give an example of that? Oh, yeah. I got very excited to give this example. Is <laughs> it? Something I've been going through in my business um, lately is kind of like taking it to the next level. And like that actually took me outside my comfort zone and it put me in a place like, yeah, this is like getting really real, you know, like and just and I've had a lot of anxiety as a result like that. And I felt a lot of like friction there and I had to stop and say, is this because I'm not on the right path or in, is it because I'm growing and I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone and I'm moving forward in a different direction? And it's, it took me a while to kind of under, like figure out what it is. And I kept going back and forth like, no, I don't think this is right. Or like, this is just part of the process. And because I went through the situation, I think I can better understand these like two different types of anxiety I have where it's like anxiety with what's not working versus anxiety because I'm heading towards growth and like up leveling in my life. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And a whole different kind of aspect of that is seeing what sticks and what to ditch. So I've tried Zumba many a times and I don't like it. It's just not for me. I find it hard to follow. Um, but I really like rock climbing, even though it's super challenging, both mentally and physically. But it's a good challenge for me. And it is pushing me out of my comfort zone. Whereas Zumba, I know I don't like it because I have a hard time following it. And I feel like I'm not getting the exercise that I want to get. So it's not for me. And that's okay. I don't need to force myself to love it or to keep trying it when I know that it's just not my thing. I like that because I also am not a Zumba person. <laughs> I just And I, I get that feeling too where it's like you're like kind of just like trying to keep up so much that you don't feel like you're actually doing anything. Exactly. That's had we not tried these new things, we wouldn't know what we liked. And like, mm -hmm. like on that note too, giving yourself permission to ditch things that don't work for you because again just because it works for somebody else like you know maybe you have a friend who loves Zumba just because it works for her doesn't mean it had to work for you and you gave yourself permission to be like bye exactly 
And the same is for morning workouts. You're going to see a lot of influencers, a lot of Instagrammers love their morning workouts. It's the best thing. It gets them up for the day. And if that's you, that's awesome. But if that's not you, that's fine. You don't have to work out in the morning. Absolutely. Because it comes down to understanding yourself first and foremost. Yes. Because we talked about understanding other people and how they communicate but really, it starts with understanding yourself first. You can better share this information. You can better kind of look at the situation objectively when you understand yourself and how you approach these things. And this is going to help inform other things in your life. Exactly. So things like learning and education, um, your exercise preferences, mm-hmm. your ways of communicating. Um, yeah self-care exactly your um nutrition journey and what Mm -hmm. works best for you that's um sorry just reminded of i have uh, a business coach and one of the things like she recommends is kind of like visualizing the um success that you want right like what do you want that to look like and visualizing it and i tried so hard to visualize and i just like I I am a visual person in general, but for some reason, like visualizing this thing that I wanted, it just wasn't working for me. Like my mind was going all over the place. And then, you know, I had said like, I really like journaling, but like visualizing is just not working. She's like, oh, well then just write it down, write it, you know, journal it. Like if that's what works for you, that, you know, works. But like other people in um, the like mastermind that I'm in were, you know, like having a, a good old time visualizing. And I was like, I, why can't I do this? This isn't working for me. And it, it really just came down to that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And that's a great example of understanding yourself and listening to what feels right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we would love to hear from you guys and maybe an instance that you or a situation that you learned about your own um, bio-individuality and uh, listen to yourself and were able to do what was best for you. And also, if you have any other personality quizzes that we didn't mention, like, let us know, because I think we both enjoy taking them a little bit just to kind of, yes. like, even if they're not, like, something that sticks with us, we kind of, like, like learning more about ourselves. And uh, that's kind of also, like, another form of self-care, right, and learning about yourself to better take care of yourself. So send those mm-hmm. quizzes our way. Definitely. And... Next week we're talking about sleep and mental health. Oh, I I could, yeah. You could? Okay. Sleep and mental health. (laughs) This is a favorite one of ours. We both know how important sleep is, and we both probably don't get enough of it. But we try. Well, we (laughs) usually, yeah, usually we do, but sometimes we don't, and it makes us loopy. So fun fact. That's how this podcast started (laughs) (laughs) when we did a live stream that went uh, a little loopy. Went south. Yeah. And if you're curious, head to our Instagram, which is at Loki underscore high vibe. And you can see the blooper reel from that, which (laughs) we, we we had a good time. It was a silly time, but it was a good time. 
yeah, it was really fun. And that may or may not happen to us again sometime in the future. Oh, so yeah. there'll probably be more blooper If you've listened to any of these past episodes, <laughs> we've gotten very silly in here and we, we enjoy Super it. Silly. This and is yeah. probably the most serious we've been in an episode. <laughs> and that's yeah. oddly because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I would say last week was probably the most silly that we've gotten. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So what, Thank you for listening, and if you enjoy it, like, and subscribe, and uh, give us a review. We're so grateful you listened to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to rate and review. Make sure you're subscribed so you know when a new episode is released. Don't forget to follow us on social for more positive inspiration. You can find me at playing underscore with underscore potential on Instagram and at playwithpotential.com. You can find me at Kylie.Somalia. That's K-Y-L-I-E period C-I-M-A-G-L-I-A on Instagram and at KylieSomalia.com. Talk to you soon.